Welcome, listeners, to What the Forks, a Twilight book club. <laughs> I'm going to make you laugh. That's my goal. So, I'm trying not to ruin it. Derek, you're not ruining anything. Let it happen. Let it flow naturally, just like everything else. So I just, sorry, I touched it. So I decided with the sorry, I don't want to touch it. <laughs> this is what this is gonna be. So um, with the announcement of Midnight Sun, I decided I needed to get some friends together in order to discuss the Harabulous series of Twilight and our ravenous fandom having to go along with it. So I brought a couple of girlfriends with me so we could discuss it. Um, by the way, my name is Sarah. I got into this fandom because a friend of mine threw the books at me. Her name is Amanda. And she's like, read this. You like Harry Potter. You like Lost Boys. You like this kind of stuff. So you'll probably get into this. And I was like, okay, fine. And then I couldn't put them down and I forced other people to read them. So ladies, introduce yourselves and tell me how you got into Twilight. Hi, everybody. I'm Jordan. And I got into Twilight uh, by going to the bookstore. My family would go to Barnes and Noble like every weekend. I'm a voracious reader. And I'm obsessed with vampires. And I've already gone through Vampire Chronicles and all those other good things. And so I turned over the back of Twilight and it said, I was irrevocably in love with him and he was a vampire. And I asked my brother, Brian, give me $17 for I must own this book. Was it the apple hands that it did, was, really did it for you? <laughs> I think it was the aesthetic of the cover, you know, and the vampireness. And also I was going through a breakup. So I was like, ooh, vampire love story. Here we go. All in. All in. And bathing in the blood of the vampires. <laughs> Kiki, say hi. Hi, I'm Kiki. <laughs> Um, I am a twihard. I'm not ashamed. I got into this because my friend Amber, who we loved Harry Potter dearly, 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 decided that I needed to read this book because my favorite movie was Interview with a Vampire. It took me eight months to finish it. (laughs) What? And I know I am not proud of this, but when I finished it, I was like, yo, Who's got the rest of the books, though? <laughs> Who's got them books? And I did. <laughs> you did. And my dear friend Jordan did. Amazing. And this is why I actually didn't know that story. <laughs> That's amazing. I understand you, though, with the eight months. When I first read the very first book with Twilight, I thought the whole like first like two thirds of it was trash. I'm like, what is this girl? What is happening? Nothing and happens then, like, in this book, not, by the way. Nothing happens in book one. Until the oh, baseball there's no scene. Plot. There is no None. plot to this book. The baseball scene happens and I couldn't put it down. I had to know what happened next. Like complete, like through the end of the book into the next series. It's like eye exchanges and no one ever. <laughs> it's really like Victorian says, England. So are we I gonna... showed Edward my ankle and now we are in love. <laughs> exactly. And I... Forgive me for being a thirsty teenager, but I just was like, so are you going to ask him what that mouth do, girl? Well, if you come from reading Anne Rice and then you go to this, you're like, but where's the nudity? Just show him a nipple. (laughs) Just a nipple. Just Just one nipple. Was Janet Jackson this, right? (laughs) So, excuse me. Oh my God, coughing. Uh, (laughs) When you heard Midnight Sun was coming out, were you excited? (laughs) I was so stoked because I've been on the Let's Reboot Twilight train for about two years now. Yes, I yes. wrote an article uh, for a website uh, that really stated like my ten reasons why we needed a Twilight reboot in the next year and a half. And yeah. I just claim I my now claim to fame that I was right. I knew that the Twilight reboot was going to happen. I called it. Here we are, ladies. Did you read 
I guess it didn't have a name yet, but when like Rob Pattinson accidentally leaked these pages, oh, yeah, did oh, you yeah, read it? Absolutely, I, did. I mean, do I? Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I think I downloaded it to my phone and was like reading it in class when it came out. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I'm pretty sure I just like made up an excuse to not do something and read this entire book. I did not read. Or, Entire three chapters of a book I did not need to yeah. write. Yeah, I was like really annoyed with Stephanie Meyer when she was like, I'm not going to release this. Because I'm never going to finish it. Violated. I'm like, girl, we're going to read it. You're going to make some money. I'm Why don't so you do it anyway? Offended. But you know what? At the same time, thank you. Thank because you. Because you have researched <laughs> my love of this series and I am here for it. I can now reclaim my fandom as an adult and I'm so happy. In and 2020, where everything has gone wrong, <laughs> I can now say <laughs> that there is something horribly right horribly right horribly right now this twilight series everyone's like when i'm trying to bring this up now everyone's like there's a twilight fan base still i'm like yes it never went anywhere it never went anywhere we didn't fall off a cliff and die and i feel like the great thing is that the twilight fandom was so maligned when we were younger because it was so many young women and people love to shit on anything that young women do and I think the great thing about now it's been 10, 15 years and Twilight can have a resurgence is that now we're all adults and we don't care what anybody says about us. So that's this great, like this great army of women who are like, I really don't care if you're judging me for liking Twilight. I like it. You can go home. Right. Like vampires don't sparkle. And? And I don't care. I don't we care. don't kink shame in 2020. Yeah. Right? Twilight's bad. We are well past that, sir. We know, and we accept it, and we love it. Like, did we actually think the movies were good when they came out? No. Mm. I didn't even think the books were that good when they came out. I still liked it. I just, I'm here for it. I'm, I love trashy things. Like, you can't yeah. tell me that you don't love campy trash horror movies or campy trash television. How is Twilight any different than that? Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's not. Now, when these books came out, did you guys line up at your local Barnes and Noble or local bookstore and wait for them? Definitely I not. I did not do that. However, I did wait in line at Hall H for Twilight panels oh. at Comic Con. There's a photo of myself and Peter Facinelli somewhere on the interwebs because he walked in the line one night when I was waiting in line. I love that. <laughs> I kind of love Peter's story of how he became Carlisle because he wasn't even like third in line. Can I tell you that I was obsessed with Peter Facinelli pre-Twilight because he had been on a show on Fox called Fastlane mm-hmm. that got canceled after like nine episodes, but like obsessed to the point where I would like print out his picture and like to tape it on my bedroom wall because he wasn't even in teen magazines. I had to go online to find his picture to print it out and put it on my bedroom wall because like, like he was like can't hardly wait like the yeah. bad boyfriend yeah he was like wait. nothing so then when twilight happened i was like oh my god peter facinelli and nobody cared yeah. so then when he was walking the line at hall h people were like oh i think carlisle's there i don't give a shit and i was like oh, oh. and he like heard me screaming and saw me and i was like bro i loved you in fast lane and he just looked at me and he's like nobody fucking watched fast lane like i did <laughs> so that's why i'm one of the few people who actually got a picture with carlisle because i was talking about fucking fast lane i love it i mean real thirst is real thirst. The real thirst is true. <laughs> He's single now. If you're listening, Peter, so am I. Right. Ay. 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 I. What did you guys think of the casting announcements? Did you like that? Like, we didn't really know who anybody was, right? Like, at this point, Rob Pattinson was basically um, from Harry Potter. Yeah. You know, Cedric uh, Diggory. Cedric Diggory. <laughs> uh, Kristen Stewart had really done nothing. I feel like... Uh, Peter Facinelli was like the biggest name at Her, the time. Him and Nikki Reed, because Nikki Reed had been in 13. Yeah. yeah. And that was like it. Uh, at the time, I thought it was cool that they were going with completely unknowns. Now, looking back, I feel like the casting was horrible. 
Yeah, the only one that I actually really appreciated, I thought like when Alice came bounding down the stairs, yes, she looked exactly how I pictured yes. her in the books. And then Emmett, like Alice was great, and Emmett was great, and I liked I liked Esme for sure. I liked Esme. Everybody else. Oh, and Charlie. Charlie was great. Oh my gosh! Can he just like yeah. if they he was the perfect the movie, Charlie? He just needs to be Charlie again. Yes. Yeah. Like <laughs> he's just bringing again. Like he was just so perfect. And then that Billy Black is like the same guy they that plays that role in every. Oh yeah. Show Eddie, you and need movie. a Native American guy here. I'm here. Billy Black at your service. <laughs> so. But everybody else, I could toss him out and recast him, and I wouldn't. Oh, mind. Yeah. definitely. Especially Jacob. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am going like, out on my very weak limb. I know it cannot hold my weight, <laughs> but he was not the man I imagined. No, not at all. No. I imagine Jacob looking more like Pete Wentz, but that's because this was also 2007. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever <laughs> seen the Katy Perry music video where um, she's like in a wedding dress? What? Oh, yeah, song yeah, is this? yeah. It's, um, it's like not really a slow song, but it's kind of sad. Is it I know the what Vegas song you're talking one? about. Yeah, maybe it's waking up in Vegas. Yeah. The guy she was with, I was like, this man is Native American and he is beautiful. Look at his gorgeous dark eyelashes and high <laughs> cheekbones. That is the man I thought Jacob would have been. But you well, gotta remember, Jacob is like 14. Well, that's why, and this is why I was always Team Edward, because the Jacob thing always bothered me. Because, okay, as an adult, between a 32 and dating a 30 year old, not that big of a deal. Being a 17 year old and dating a 15 year old, that is a big deal. Yeah, that's a huge deal. And he was always so thirsty for her. So thirsty. That's fine. But isn't it nice, though? It's just like that person who stays in your DMs and you're like, <laughs> I Somebody come get your man. Like, every time you just need like a little ego boost, there he is. There he is. He's right there for you. And you're like, thank you. So wait, we're all Team Edward in this panel of voices. I mean, was there ever really Was a there choice? ever a question? There wasn't a question. I, I'm just saying, I appreciate this because I cannot tell you how many times I've gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with, with friends that are like, Jacob's better. Oh, we're going to have Edward's listener better. emails tomorrow. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> tomorrow to we're going to have. Tomorrow. So many listener emails about Team Jacob. And I'm like, mm, I just. But no. I, no. No. I can't get behind it. Like, Jacob kills me. And I feel like they actually kind of nailed this. We'll get into the later books, like later and later episodes, but they kind of nailed the whininess of him in the books and in the yes. movies and mm -hmm. how he was just always begging for her attention. She constantly told him no, constantly yeah. put, like told him, no, you're my friend. And he was just like, uh, but you yeah. like me, you know, yeah. you like me, you hang out with me. So we're friends. So we're friends. Yeah. And then you have the anti-Edward people who like put him into this category of he's abusive and mentally abusive and this and like, and I will say coming back and reading this series as an adult, I actually don't feel that way but so far we're only on the first book which yeah. we'll get to but the whole thing is just creepy and weird and I just feel like they're both lacking in social skills and emotional intelligence I don't think anybody's necessarily abusive but they're teenagers <laughs> they're teenagers so they're supposed to be lacking in emotional intelligence and Edward's a teenager who's been alive for a hundred years yeah. what do you expect that's the definition of arrested development Right. And I'm, I'm going to say also, if you uh, look at the background of the author, she is Mormon. And as someone who grew up Mormon oh, and is girl. no longer Mormon, that just kind of comes with that territory. Right. I didn't become a full fledged adult and understand relationships and things until I was in my 20s. Like, For real, though. Like, it just kind of comes with the naive territory. Oh, yeah. And the, what, what were we saying? Her khaki skirts and blue Her khaki tops. skirts and her blue blouses. Yeah. <laughs> I need to dress nicely. We put on a khaki skirt and a blue blouse. And like, what is it? Like, Edward's wearing like a. A, a, neck a, a, a turtle neck. turtleneck and a tan leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I 
But literally, though, that does sound like swag in this day. No, it does. If Drake I'm put like on a khaki tall neck and exactly. a tan leather jacket, I'm like, damn. Damn. Damn, daddy. With a glass of soft blanc. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so if we were to get our dream, would you, if this series was to be rebooted, would you want a TV show or a movie? Oh, a TV show. For TV sure. For sure. For sure. You could go see. I would say every book deserves its own season. And even when we get into the later books, you could probably break those up into... Longer, longer seasons, seasons yeah. multiple seasons. I, like, I mean, and even with Midnight Sun coming out, now you're going to get a multiple, like a different perspective and a bigger view. So you yeah. could probably break every book into two seasons. Yeah. Are there any, Easy. since we read this first book, are there any Midnight Sun scenes you're looking forward to the most? For me, it's the, I loved reading and I'm sure she's changed this a little bit. Um, the scene when he first meets her in the classroom, you know, like she walks in, he woofs her set. I just remember loving reading him, figuring out all the different ways he could murder her and then <laughs> murder everyone. The true crime when you get snapped. Yeah, girl. That, maybe that's what started my love of true crime was freaking Edward figuring out how to murder Bella and everyone in the room in multiple ways until he was able to get out. Like, I loved that scene. And so I'm excited to see that. I'm also excited for like the camping scene. So, you know, they always disappear. Yeah. So after he meets her, they're having conversations. He's having conversations with his family about her and his feelings and his confusion. And they go on their hunting camping trips. That's what I'm really looking forward to. More scenes with the Cullen family. Yeah. We uh, because don't I really, get to know them. we don't get to know them. And I feel like their stories are far more compelling than Edward and Bella's love story. Mm-hmm. So I'm so excited to see him interacting with the family and seeing more of Rosalie's point of view. And he's saying that they got into these horrific arguments and all this before he ever even talked to Bella. I want So those. I'm really I mean, excited to almost anything's more those. compelling than I exchange, I exchange, we're in love. <laughs> ankle. We'll, we'll, we'll get ankle flick. Ankle. <laughs> Here's my ankle, my collarbone. Yeah, I would love more explanation of Rosalie's hatred of like Bella in the beginning because I understand her storyline. She didn't choose this life. This life chose her. You know, that... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, And, like, that seems to be the thing is, like, she's like, I don't understand why she wants to be this, and that's why I hate her. And that's that was never enough for me. No. So I would love a little bit more of that, her arguments back and forth. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then, like, Carlisle being like, yo. Everybody with, chill. Everybody chill. And then is Jasper going to use his, like... And calming I, powers. To, I would like, just love to get Ed, get to know Edward more mm-hmm. because I think you do in subsequent books, but in this first book, you don't necessarily know Edward because you're doing everything from Bella's point of view. And there's a great sentence that Jasper has in the very you know end of the last book, or Jasper and Alice when they're all in the hotel. And you know Bella's saying basically like this isn't worth it. I don't know why you guys are going through all this for me. Blah blah blah. And Alice and Jasper say, like, you didn't know Edward before this. He was a whiny bitch. We don't want to go back to that, you know? So I would love to see more of, like, whiny, like, miserable ass Edward, like, consistent seventh wheel Edward. Like, never going to be in love. How do you go through 100 years of living as the seventh wheel? Like, I want to know more about that, right? Like, (laughs) because I'd be bitter. I'd I'd be real bitter if I was the seventh wheel for over 50 years. Oh, yeah. Because he was turned in, what, 1917? He was turned in 1917, and I didn't have a full family yet. So I thought that was probably easier on him. Right. And then you have Esme next. And then Rosalie was after that, eventually. And then Emmett, and then Alice and Jasper come find them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, Edward just had this consistent seventh wheel garbage that I would love to really get in there and psychoanalyze. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Edward's like, wait, 
she just found a hot dude that got mauled by a bear and that's how she's picking her life partner. I would like, there has to be yeah, more to that, Yeah, there's gotta right? be more to that. There's gotta be more. Oh, I definitely. just want to see like the Collins trying to like play part cheese. You're like, we're gonna split into teams. And Edward's like, I'll referee, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those that don't, are listening to this because you're not Twilight fans, I don't know why you would be, but that's because <laughs> Edward can read minds. Yeah, Edward can read minds. So, right? So, here's another thing. Like, Edward can read minds, and he knows what all his other six family members are thinking, how they're all going to go sneak off to their bedrooms and get busy, and he's like, guess I'll go play the piano. (laughs) Guess I'll read another book. (laughs) I'm going to go to the Sam Goody and buy some more CDs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Can he turn it off? Do you think he can turn the thing? Well, he does say that it's easier for him to, like, stop listening or to hone in. Right. So like, so, but when everyone in the house is like <laughs> screwing, what's he holding in on? He's going to say I'm goody and he's buying those CDs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So I've done a lot of thinking about if we get this series in today's world, uh-huh. uh, like who we would cast. And I honestly think if for Bella and Edward, we would have to continue with the unknown. I think map. so too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you could fill in the blanks. And, like, bring the supporting cast with bigger names. So, yes, I agree with that 100%. Um, And one thing that I would hope they would do if they were casting with the Today crowd is really look for people who looked like the uh, characters. Because there was a lot of wiggery going on and, like, contact slipping and... They did the best they could, but like, I love Nikki Reed. She is absolutely beautiful. She is not a blonde. No. No. Blonde hair does not work on her. Yeah, she's so. We could just find, like, just find a very beautiful looking blonde girl. But she ain't a Rosalie. No, she's not a Rosalie. Yeah, I was thinking, because Same thing with uh, Jackson Rathbone. He's handsome as all get out. He ain't a blonde either. No. Mm. I would actually be okay with, like, actually mixing up these families a little bit. And I know, like, people are like, oh. Do people just do diversity because I'm like no these are vampires they don't have they're to be vampires. white people they don't have to be white people and also they're foster children yeah Stephanie Meyer was uh, not so great <laughs> with the casting and it is reported that when they did want to shake it up and she she's only comfortable with black people playing certain roles like Laurent exactly and I just don't think that's chill yeah. so I would really love to see more diversity for me I feel like Rosalie was one of the hardest ones for me because like you said Nikki Reed was stunning but terrible as a blonde yeah I'm like I need that woman that looks like she's from the 1930s that takes my breath away because she's described as yeah. so gorgeous you need that Grace Kelly that, so yeah. here's my thing if I was going to recast from the 2000s, mm-hmm. I would actually swap in a lot of Gossip Girl actors to I be in Twilight. I can see that. I would have put Leighton Meester as Bella. Oh. I would have put uh, Chase Crawford as Edward. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely would have put Blake Lively as Rosalie. I could see that 100%. I see that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Blake Lively could play Rosalie. Yeah, Blake now, Lively could still play they... Rosalie right now because she hasn't really aged that yeah. much. They just have to look, be like kind of a little too old looking for yeah. high school. But also you know? still weirdly young looking. Like they've got to yeah. be in a weird in between because they're thought, vampires. So. I thought Lily James would be a really great Rosalie. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Like Downton Abbey, yeah. Cinderella. She's got that kind of like 30s cherubic uh-huh. face. She's beautiful. She does make a great blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucy Boynton is another one. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Like, okay. If you don't know who she is, I can uh, just do a quick Google. I mean, I threw out Taylor Swift. Don't come for me. I uh, know. I'd be so down to see Taylor Swift in the Twilight reboot. I, I be, would love to see Taylor I'm Swift. I'm a huge Swifty. Yeah. And listen, I the Twilight soundtracks face. were so good. And oh, I feel like if we had fire. T-Swift on a Twilight soundtrack, fire. Fire. I'm fire. I'm fine with her being one of the people from Alaska. 
Could we redo the baseball scene, but with look what you made me do? Look what you, you made, made me do. do. Look, look what, what you made me do. <laughs> that yeah. would be so Oh my gosh. Great. Yeah, it's like, he's fast. Lucy Boynton, by the way, is from Bohemian Rhapsody. She's Rami Malek's uh, husband. Oh, uh, yeah, wife. yeah. <laughs> girlfriend, whatever. She's pregnant with his baby. Um, but she played the girlfriend, wifey, yeah. in that movie. Yes. Um, Jasper, I would love to go with like Timothy Chalamet if he didn't look Yes. Wrong. But I'm also, okay, and I always say his name wrong. I interviewed this poor kid and I said his name wrong then, but like Avon um, Yogia or Jogia from. Yes, Twisted. I love him. Jogia yeah, he's only supposed to be from Texas and fought in the Civil War. Why can't it be a Latin-looking man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, he'd be such a good Jasper. You know, right? Uh, Especially so with his, like, like, calm down. Yes. Chill down. I want them. They left so much of that out, and I would love And it would that. him being a Latin person also makes sense if you get into later books when they reveal more of Jasper's uh, story and his mm-hmm. background, how he fought in the Civil War, and he also yeah. joined a coven that was from Mexico. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Texas is not just white people, people. Yeah. Uh, uh, Texas used to be Mexico, y'all. <laughs> exactly. If we're claiming land. Plymouth Rock landed on us. <laughs> uh, I only have one choice for Emmett, and it's Noah Centineo. <laughs> because is there really anyone better than Noah Centineo? I had to work really hard not to spit when you said that because it's I so mean, good. If I was to think of someone who's like, I fought a bear and died. <laughs> oh, be- Lord, him coming. <laughs> It would probably be Noah Centineo. Yeah, Noah Centineo is definitely Emmett Cullen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Alice, I would actually, I love the idea of like Lana Candor, who's the girl from Pierce Yes. Um, and she does have that cute, like petite, graceful, like bubbly, goofy about her. Yeah. yeah. Or, um, Logan, what's her Logan Browning? Logan Browning, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, because Logan Browning is very tiny and cute. Yeah. Right, and because also we don't know much about Alice's background, right? All we know, she was like in, a, in, in an yeah. insane asylum, and I, there, that's it. So I went with a, another weird one, but it's very un- aligned with Logan Browning. Um, Storm Reed as Alice. Yeah, that's Ooh. a great choice. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Storm Reed would be a great Alice because she's got that like impish quality to her. And- okay, I thought of... That little heifer from Sabrina. What is her name? Oh, I have it written down for you because I got Shipka? you, girl. Tati Gabrielle. No, no, no. Kieran Shipka. Oh, sorry. Oh, Kieran sure Shipka who? would be a great Alice. Yes. I had her written down for some. I had her written for Jessica. I thought she would be a great <laughs> Jessica. She, she would be a great yeah. Jessica, too. And if we're going with Casa Sabrina, the beautiful... Tati Gabrielle. Yes, Tati Gabrielle would make a great Alice, too. I mean, if we're mixing yeah. it up, we're mixing it up. We're mixing up. it up. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Um, for... Where do I have her? Um, Esme, I said like Tika Sumter or Rashida, Rashida Jones. Yes. yes. Because she's just a woman Slay. who herself off the, like, off a And Tika Sumter guy. plays a great mom if you have watched uh, Mixed uh, Dish. Mixed Dish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tika yeah. Sumter would mm, kill me, girl. And then can we have the Dream Edward as Carlisle, which was Henry Cavill, right? That's who Stephanie Meyer always wanted. He's just too old. Well, I my Carlisle pick, and I realized... Old? For Carlisle? No, not, no, no. He was too old for well, Edward. Yeah, no, at, that's what I mean. At like, the time, he was too old for, for Edward. Edward. He's not too old for Carlisle now. Right. My choice for Carlisle would have been, and he is too old now, uh, Mark Paul Gossler. Mm. Right? Give me, give me I, some Mark Paul Gossler. I don't know. I think he's actually the good AKA, age now. AKA Saved by the Bell. Carlisle has to look like he's been a doctor. So he's yeah. in his 30s. His, um, like, I always, like, I know I just read it, I completely forget a lot of it, but he was turned in, like, what, the 1800s? No, he was turned in the 1600s. Oh, the 1600s. He was, he was in London, England, like, during the Anglican Church and Angli- right. uh, Protestant Catholic War and all that garbage. Yeah, I think Mark Paul's a great yeah. person. Henry Cavill could do it now because he's finally old enough to yeah. be Carlisle. 
because uh, she wanted him he could be yes. Penrose she wanted Carlisle and he just looked too young for that and then you have a Brit, actual British accent on yeah. this yeah oof mm-hmm. um, I, I would love to see Henry Cavill play off of Tika Sumter damn could you imagine yeah so good bring out my shorts right now please um, like I said Jessica Kieran Shipka Angela I thought the girl from um, Never Have I Ever is that what it's called on Netflix the Indian girl yeah oh yeah um, I will butcher her name and I apologize um, it's uh, Maitri Ramakrishan Makrishan I'm, don't ask me. Here, you, you say it. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Girl, you are the one from Sri Lanka. Get it together. I don't know. It's <laughs> Maitreya Ramakrishan? Ramakrishan? Yeah, I think, wouldn't she be so cute? She'd be I adorable. Um, and then and she's a little spicy, and Angela was always kind of a hater, so like, it works. Right. I feel like Tyler couldn't be anybody. Mike yeah. could be anybody. Voice, and that's the, Eric that's could the be problem anybody. with some of these high school friends. Like, they are so generic. nondescript, so generic, uh, that they could really be anybody. Yeah. And I, it's not necessarily a problem, but it's I think one of the blind sides with Twilight is that it was so myopic and it was so non-diverse and some of these characters have no personality or description besides curly hair you know mm-hmm. which is another thing that we ran into with harry potter that the with- casting was incredibly myopic when these characters weren't described as anything besides like they're a ravenclaw or they have you know long right. hair she's really smart with big curly hair yeah like it could be literally anybody you didn't describe this person at all yeah i agreed and that's why it could be i don't understand why she was like so weird about it but um I'm going to move on to the villains of this first book. <laughs> so you have James, who Charlie Hunnam, yes, or Jesse Williams. Yes. So listen, when we were talking yes. about this before we started recording, I was saying how I forgot that Cam Gigande even existed. <laughs> like, I forgot that he was a person until I had to go back and read the book again and watch the movie again. And so I apologize to you, Cam, if you're listening, because I'm sure you're a fantastic human. I just, Twilight's been a while. Um, but he was a, such a great James. He was honestly very well he cast. Was he was so James. good. And However, so it would be hard to move on from that. However, I will watch Jesse Williams eat a stick of butter. It could be a two-hour movie and all he's doing However, is eating one stick of butter and I would Charlie watch that. Charlie Hunnam could choke me. And <laughs> choke me, daddy. I mean, and Charlie Hunnam was an original choice for Edward in, back in Ooh, the day. Yes. Oh. I mean, but he also looked way too old. Uh, uh, Victoria, who had like Two red women. hair. That she was her descriptor. She's a woman with red hair. And they kept calling her the woman, which was really disturbing <laughs> if you keep reading. Like, if you read those chapters that she's the in, woman. they just keep calling her the woman. It's really disturbing. <laughs> yeah. And then, I, I think I just deleted my list. No, come back. Where'd Shake you your go? phone. Shake to undo. I got it. Okay. Thank you. I was like, no. Um, I said, what about, like, for Victoria, you could do, like, Rose Leslie from Game of Thrones. Oh, God, yes. I love her. The redheaded girl from the mountain, like, the... Oh, Egret. Egret. Yeah, yeah. You know nothing. Yes, you, you know, know nothing. nothing. You, know you know nothing, nothing Edward, Edward Cullen. <laughs> <laughs> done. Rose Leslie, it's done. It it's has to be. Right, the end. Uh, the end. Laurent, I said, um, the guy from Get Out. It'd be, like, Daniel... Uh, Daniel Kuluwama. Kulu- I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher his Kaluuya? name, too. Kaluuya? K-A-L-U-U-Y-A. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I would love if it was honestly this. And they would, so they would never get away with any vampire crime because it would be two black men and a white redheaded woman. So they would be suspects everywhere. Like everybody would recognize them. But I would 
love if it was Daniel Kaluuya and Jesse Williams and Rose Leslie. Right. They wouldn't be able to commit any vampire crime, maybe on every police blotter, but it'd be worth it. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm so glad you like these choices. Can we talk about their costumes in the movie for just a moment? Oh, though? Uh, yeah, go for in it. The, the book versus movie is very interesting as far as visuals. Uh, but in the books, they're just described as like looking like backpackers, looking like campers. And then in the movie, Victoria's got all this fly ass like fur capelet, and like Cam Gigante is running around with no shirt on. Like, what is happening? I, I don't. You know, <laughs> they just went a little wild. I don't know what to tell you. It was a look, though. I mean, as someone who likes fashion, I feel like the book did the a book did fashion dirty <laughs> of describing very basic people. Yeah. yeah. People that I would not find attractive. On no, the I, mean, I would not talk not to them or hang out with them at all. Well, uh, yeah, there's and, no allure. I know we didn't talk about Jacob, but I also think he needs to be an unknown. Yeah, for all three. I said, or I said, and Billy Black needs to be not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> there's another native father somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. But you know what? There I'm is. also not mad at him. No, work. make the money. Tatanka. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I no. Get it. I will never fault a person of color for taking the roles that are offered no. to them. And I think it'd be such an amazing thing because, like, it would be finally, like, it's time for, like, Native American actors to not play Mexicans, to not yes. play, you know what I mean? Like, other random South American characters. Yeah. Like, no, we are Native. It's time for Natives We're... to be cast as Natives. Yeah. And it's uh, it, both ways that Natives shouldn't be playing Mexicans and also vaguely brown people shouldn't be playing Natives. Right. Exactly. All right, ladies. I am so excited for Midnight Sun. Let's wrap this up a little bit so that we can get into our next episode where we actually talk about the Twilight book <laughs> and we'll also talk about the movie a little bit. So thank you so much for listening. Where can people stalk you? Uh, you can find me at at Lambertra, L-A-M-B-E-R-T-R-A-A. I forgot to spell my own last name, y'all. Lambertra, www.lambertra.com and it's Lambertra on Instagram, Twitch, Snapchat, Twitter, everywhere. Where can they find you, Keeks? I am at the life of Kiki, spelled K-E-I-K-I, which is Kiki. Don't come for me, okay? <laughs> I'm at the life of Kiki on all social media platforms. Get at me. How's that? And uh, I'm Sarah. You can find me on all social media at Rogue-tastic, like Rogue from the X-Men and Fantastic put together. Hello. Um, and if you would like to email us here at What the Forks, send your emails to smellsliketeenangst00 at gmail.com. You're welcome. Join us next week, tomorrow, whenever episode one comes out after zero zero. I don't know. We'll play with it. And we'll see you guys then. Hear I you know, guys then. Off. Listen then. For Fork's sake. For Fork's sake, fork off. If you want to know what the fork is up, head on over to our streamer links page at streamerlinks.com slash smells like teen angst to follow all our personal social media and pages. 